Uh, I'm so delighted that you are here today. Next Thursday is Thanksgiving, isn't that? Thanksgiving. Uh, let me wish you happy Thanksgiving in advance. Now, three weeks ago, we had begun a, a, a new series we called Living Thankfully. And it's a series of maintaining a heart of gratitude, always in all seasons, to Almighty God. Uh, and uh, we said, look, we want to hone in with this Thanksgiving season coming up. We started in November. We want to hone in on what God wants us to understand in the topic of Thanksgiving. Uh, and uh, live our lives in humble gratitude to Almighty God. And so in part one, uh, we talked about giving thanks in the bad times. And we looked at Psalm 34. And we, we said this is the big idea that God really has big plans for our problems. And he really cares about us. Right? We said we, we, this is it's the fact. We want to lock it in our heart. And when you do that, you, uh, you live life in humble gratitude to God. Part two. Uh, two weeks ago, we talked about thanking God in good times, and we looked at Psalm 145, and, and we picked this up as the main idea. We said, when things are going well, we should be in a state of continual praise to Almighty God. Last week in part three, we talked about the benefits of living a lifestyle of overflowing thanksgiving to Almighty God. And we said this is the big idea, the wisdom key, that I cannot change my past, but an attitude of gratitude will radically change my life today and in the future. By the way, all the messages are on our website. You can go to my website, mikepry.com. The church website is on the construction. Uh, so go to mikepry.com and all the messages are right out there. And I hope you are enjoying the living, thankfully, devotions. Not only are you receiving that, you are sharing that get a lot of feedback uh, from those who are being blessed by that. So I hope that you are spending some time reflecting on those with the scriptures that we put alongside that. Now this Thursday, the entire nation will be celebrating Thanksgiving, right? Now, uh, most people tend to miss the whole point of the holiday season, that this is a season to give thanks to Almighty God for what He's done for our lives. Uh, and so let me share with you a little bit of fun fact about this whole Thanksgiving thing that we have as a public holiday, as a time of uh, spending time with loved ones or going away if that's your plan. See, the first recorded Thanksgiving took place in Virginia in the year 1610. And it came about because the winter of that year was so brutal that a lot of people had left Jamestown and the, the city, the town was reduced to only 60 people who were cold and hungry. And what the survivors did is they prayed for help without knowing when or how that help was going to come. And suddenly a ship showed up with food and supplies from England. And when they got that, they dedicated themselves to say, look, we just want to thank God because we didn't know where our help was going to come from and look at what the Lord has done. And that began the the season, the, the culture, the festival of Thanksgiving. Several centuries later, this public Thanksgiving continued in the year 1779 where Congress sent a request to the president, George Washington, to declare a public day of Thanksgiving to Almighty God. And in his public address, this is what President Washington said, first Thanksgiving national 
uh, uh, proclamation. He said, whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey his will, to be grateful for his benefits, and humbly to employ his protection and favor, whereas both the houses of Congress have by their joint committee requested me to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many and signal favors of Almighty God for his safety and happiness unto his people. Now therefore, I do recommend that all the people of the United States unite in rendering unto that great and glorious God who is the beneficent author of all the good that was, that is, or that will be our sincere and humble thanks for his kind care and protection of the people in this country. So that's how this season came about. That's how the public holiday came out, where it's supposed to be a time that, as George Washington stated, where we are rendering unto that great and glorious God who is the beneficent author of all the good that was, that is, or that will be our sincere and humble thanks for his kind care and protection on every one of us. And that's it. So Thanksgiving is uh, not just about turkey, not just about cornbread and baked beans and ham and cranberry sauce and pumpkin and apple pies. It's about a sincere and humble gratitude where we pause and say, look at what the Lord has done. It wouldn't have been without God's goodness. He's brought us from a mighty long way. So we want to render our thanks to who? Almighty God. So in the, in the season of Thanksgiving, in part four of our series, Living Thanksfully series, I want to share from God's word how we can make Thanksgiving, and not just Thanksgiving, every season and day and moment of our life different with a message how to give thanks to God always. Now here's the big idea. If you go somewhere and somebody says, hey, how, how was, how, what, what did you do this weekend? I went to church. What was the message? Here's what you want to be able to relate to. Everything we'll talk about is centered around this big idea. It's on your sermon outline up on the screen. Read that with me. It's this. I must what? Give thanks to God always for his kind care and protection. Secondly, because everything I have and will have comes from God and belongs to God. Now, this is the message of President I mean, Washington, and it's Bible-based also why we ought to have a heart of gratitude. I must thank God always for his what? His kind care and his protection. Why do I have to do that? Because everything I have, everything I will ever have, comes from what? God, and I, he, it, it belongs to him. I'm just the custodian of God's graciousness and mighty love. So it first begins by realizing that everything you are and everything you own comes from God. And without God, you will have nothing in life. And without God, you will be nothing in life. 
And here's what the Bible says on that. Look at this first portion of scripture in the book of First Chronicles 29:16. First Chronicles 29:16, right? Right from the pages of the scripture, it says this: Everything comes from you, God, and everything belongs to you. Now you know. And one of the ways to really understand the Bible, one way is to really look at the points of emphasis. And so there are two things here that really is being repeated. Everything and you referring to God. Everything is being repeated twice. You is being repeated twice, right? The Thanksgiving, out of Thanksgiving, it's like, look, everything I have comes from God. That everything God has given me is for his own purpose. And so therefore, I ought to live my life in gratitude to Almighty God. God could have chosen somebody, but he chose me to be able to what? Deposit his grace, his mercy, his love, his provision, his protection upon my life. Could have chosen somebody else. Right? And so at the heart of Thanksgiving, it is a realization that, hey, I mean, I'm chosen. I've been selected. I have really received the mighty favor of Almighty God. It could have been somebody else. But the Lord, out of his kindness, has deposited his possession in my life. And so by that, I want to be thankful and grateful to Almighty God. He says, everything comes from God. Everything belongs to God. That God is the giver and the owner of everything else. You see, if we don't realize that, we will see no reason to thank God. If somebody hasn't done something for you, you won't thank them. You thank God as a result of realizing that somebody has done something for you. And so when you understand this, living a, a Thanksgiving lifestyle will not be a chore to you. You wake up every day being grateful that everything you have from God comes from God. God is the giver of every good thing in my life. and God is the owner of every good thing in my life. And so when you understand that, you don't hesitate. You don't delay. Nobody has to beg you or even encourage you to lift your voice in thanksgiving to Almighty God. You do that out of an understanding in humble gratitude for who God is and what he has done in them. Who is God? He's the owner of everything in them. What has he done for you? That everything that you've got came from who? Almighty God. And that is the heart of living a thankful lifestyle and that opens you up to everything you see gratitude opens you up to everything it opens up your creativity it it, it it works in your marriage on the job in your health in your finances in your outlook it it's a hope lifter listen if you're not grat if you're not if you're not living a life of gratitude you can't be cheerful you cannot be cheerful if you don't realize that life has been good to you because of the goodness of God. You're going to be sad, miserable, blaming. You're going to be living with your head bowed down. You're going to be focused on everything that somebody has that you don't have and wouldn't realize the good that God has done in your life. Hello? So being thankful, really, this is the foundation. This is what it pivots on. This is the focal point. Hey, of living this glorious, abundant life that God's given us, beginning with a heart of gratitude. Oh, saints of God, look at this. Ephesians 5.20, you know, Paul understood this, so he picked it up from the Spirit of God, so look at what he says. 
He says, because God is the giver and the owner of all things, we should always what? Thank God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, you're always thankfulness your perpetual gratitude uh, come from an understanding that everything 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 in your life is from almighty god now when you understand the, the magnitude when you understand how big god has blessed you you can help to live a I mean, your problems will pale in comparison. As a child of God, the good things that are happening in your life is far bigger than the bad things that has happened or you're going through right now. If anybody believes that, say amen to that. Amen. If you were to put up on the scale, God has done plenty good in your life. Even the bad seasons of your life has turned around to be good. Amen. So you can always thank God for everything in the name not because of your age your race listen you can't you listen for those who have been faithful to God and God used them to bless you you say thank you to them but you don't give credit to them you give credit to almighty God you thank God for everything in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and when you receive when you adapt this understanding it gets into your head filters into your heart gets a hold of your will you're unstoppable you are unmovable nothing will shake you living a life of humble gratitude oh almighty god so today i'd, I'd pray as a pre thanksgiving message as i close our living thankful series i want to share with you four reasons why you can always thank god you say how can i always thank god when life is not always fair I want to give you four reasons why you can always thank God. And there are many reasons to thank God. I, I don't want to keep you here all day. So I want to give you the big four. Somebody say big four with me. The big four. The, the four that wraps everything up. You can come up with 200, 500, 1,000. Sometime maybe on Thanksgiving Day, you know, as a tradition, people go around and say, well, why don't you share about what you're thankful for? You can come up with 200, 500, 600, 2 million ones, but this is the four that what wraps around everything else that you can ever think of what God has done for you. I'm going to give you the big four. Amen. That will enable you to always, whether you are sick or well, hungry or fed, have a job or don't have a job, young or old, you can always thank God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. If you, oh God, why don't you thank God that you are about to hear something that will bless your heart today. Amen! Now the first is this, the first is this, that I can always thank God for what? The grace he has shown me. One more time, for the grace he has shown me. I can always thank God for the grace he has shown me. His grace now look at this amazing portion of scripture and let me talk about that a little bit look at look at Ephesians 2 8 Ephesians 2 8 it says what you have what been saved by grace through believing you didn't save yourself it was what a gift from God what is grace grace is God's gift at Christ's expense 
Grace came by way of Christ Jesus. Grace is everything God does for you, even though you don't deserve it. And God is saying, I have given you a gift. <laughs> this is something that you got by yourself. It's called grace. The air you breathe, it is by God's grace. Your health is by what? God's grace. One more. Your family is by what? Where you live today is by God's grace. The job you have is by God's grace. Everything God does in you and through you and for you and to you and by you is by whose grace? God's grace. And God is saying you didn't deserve it. You didn't earn it. You didn't work for it. It was just a gift of God. We sing a song. God is the way maker. Door opener. Access creator. He's the one who connected the dots. He's the one who made things happen. He's the one who caused that to come to pass. That is God's grace. You can take everything that you can look back. If you are putting together, itemizing a list of everything that has happened since you were born, it came because of God's word, grace. But sitting here in this church, hearing the word of God, we say I'm a child of God. It didn't happen because you earned or deserved it. You couldn't buy that. It came by what? God's grace. You've been saved by grace through believing. You didn't save yourself. It was a gift from God. Now, how do you respond when somebody gives you an awesome gift? How? You say what? Thank you. Right? When you realize that somebody has done a gigantic, unbelievable, undeserving gift, you respond naturally by saying, thank you. Now, in Psalm 103, the psalmist gives us a laundry list of just some of the things that God does for you by his grace in your life. Now, let's look at it together. Psalm 103, Psalm 103, I mean verse 2 to 11, Psalm 103. Read that together. It says what? I will not forget the glorious things God does for me. You say, what are these things? And he lists nine of them. <laughs> what are the glorious things? I can remember all the bad things and what people said and who didn't come to my birthday, never gave me a gift, doesn't care for me. He says, what are, what are the glorious things that I have received from Almighty God as a child of God? Number one, he says what? He forgives all my sins. Number two, he heals me. Number three, he what? Ransoms me from hell. Number four, he surrounds me with what? Love. Number five, he fills my life with good things. Number six, he is what? Merciful. Number seven, and what? Tender towards those who don't deserve it. He's slow to anger. He never bears a grudge. That means God is compassionate. Number nine, he does not punish us as we deserve for our sins. In other words, God gives me favor. And so grace is what God does 
towards me that I don't deserve grace is what I have not received even though I should be punished for what I deserve what God gives that I don't deserve and what God doesn't treat us as we deserve nine glorious things that God reminds us of that will always should always keep us in a continuous perpetual gratitude of Almighty God God's forgiveness his healing his deliverance his special love his generosity his mercy his kindness his compassion and his favor <laughs> are these things you could be thankful for Amen. Aren't you glad that God gives you these things at no cost to you? Now, let me help you understand that. Because if you really don't understand the impact of grace, you minimize that. You will trade that up for some cheap substitute. You see, without God's grace, there's one word. You are hopeless. Repeat that for me. Without God's grace, we are what? Hopeless. One more time. Without God's grace, we are hopeless. Let me break it down a little bit. You see, without God's grace, we have no meaning in life, no purpose in life. Without God's grace, where there is no meaning and purpose, what we have is we have guilt, we have fear, we have bitterness, we have worry, we have regrets, and there's nothing that you and I can do to rid ourselves of these plagues. Grace heals us from hopelessness tell somebody grace heals us from hopelessness you see without grace you have no hope for the future you and I outside of grace are heading towards hell and not heaven and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. You could never be good enough to earn your salvation. But God came along in his wonderful love and said, I'm just going to show you grace. So this Thanksgiving weekend, you ought to be thankful to God for the grace he's shown you. I can always thank God. Why? Because of the grace he has shown me. It's the second reason, second focal point, second big reason why you can always be thankful to God. You can do that for the plans that he has what? Made for me. The plans that God has made for me. Your life is not an accident. Tell somebody close to you. Your life is not an accident. You were made for a reason. God has a big purpose for your life. He's got you covered. He's got a plan with your name on it unique specific deliberate plan not somebody else's plan but a plan just just for you one of a kind plan for you and if you are alive today and your heart is beating and there's a pulse that is going in your veins that means God hasn't finished with his plans for your life so every day you wake up you can always give thanks to God because what God has what a plan for my life.
And you see, God's plan is a good plan. Say that with me. God's plan for your life, it's a good plan. The others who don't have a good plan for you, his name is the devil. It says he wants to kill, to steal, and to destroy. He's the destroyer. He wants to destroy your life, your marriage, your health, your family. He wants to wipe your reputation off. Satan wants to mess your life up, but God's got a good plan for your life. Therefore, you ought to get up every day as you have life and say, Thank God. I may not know where I'm going or what's going to happen in my life, but I thank God that you got a plan for my life. How many of you can look back at your life and say, Boy, I could not have done this. I could not have weaved, weaved the way things have turned out in my life. Well, if you're grateful that he's doing some things in your life, know that he who began a good work, he won't stop, but he will continue, oh God, to bring it into completion. So we can always be thankful because God has got a plan for our life. Now, this is not a plan that we have to worry about. It's not a plan that we've got to be afraid about or be anxious about. It's a good plan. And look at what God tells us in Jeremiah 29. And four times in Jeremiah 29, 11, God uses the word you, 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 you. He's talking about you. Read with me, Jeremiah 29, 11. And when you get to the word you, you want to change that to me. Because it is you that God is talking about. Read that with me. It says, for, for I know the plans that I have for me, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper who? Me. And not to harm who? Me. Plans to go and give you me hope and a future. <laughs> now this was happening at a time where God's people were in bondage, were in slavery. Jeremiah is called a weeping prophet. The temple had been torn apart. Romans had come in and had taken over. Babylonians had come and just lifted all the men and the boys over into slavery. And everything was bad. And people were crying, crying. In slavery in Babylon. You hear a song by the rivers of Babylon. They were saying that weeping. Oh, look at what has happened to our lives. I said, you tell my people this. I know. You may not know what God is doing, but God, God knows what he's doing in your life. Tell somebody, you may not know what God is doing, but he knows what he's doing in your life. I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. There are plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope. And a future. Is that something you can thank God for? The Hebrew for plans to prosper you is shalom. Say that with me. Shalom. The Hebrew word means completeness. It means soundness. It means welfare. It means prosperity. He says the plan that I have for you, it will make you complete. You may be seeing brokenness in your life, but don't worry. God is in the mix. He's in the mix. Turning lives around. Moving in your midst. Changing situations. He is speaking to hearts that are hard towards you today. Somebody who is standing in the way of your progress. The Lord today is working, working in your hearts. Plans I have for you is to give you shalom, completeness, soundness, welfare, prosperity. 
Now, it may involve some pain. And so sometimes God, people may get confused. He says, if God says the plan is to, well, why is it? You see, sometimes you got to sweat a little bit for things to get better. Sometimes a little bit of heat needs to be applied to pull out what God is doing. Job said, when it's done with me, I will come forth like pure gold. Now you go to a blacksmith's shop, that the blacksmith is working on gold or diamonds. What are they doing? Are they just washing it? They're heating it up, right? And the heat burns out all the impurities. Heat burns up all the stuff that's wrong. And they heat it up. And the more they heat it up, what comes out is the good stuff. And sometimes some of you today are going to heat in your life. Not because God has forgotten you. Because something, problems will never harm you. Speak that to somebody while you are speaking to yourself. Your problems will never harm you. Because God's got a plan in that. He's got a plan in that. Despite the unanswered prayers, despite the discouragement and disappointment, he says what? It will all end up for a good future. One, I can thank God always because he's shown me grace. I can thank God always because he's given me a plan. I can thank God always. And the more I understand God's grace and I'm in the center of God's plan for my life, that's when our real life unfolds. That's when the true potential that God has placed in us comes out. When we align ourselves to what God is doing and don't fight the will of God, that's when, boy... We are unstoppable, unmovable. You see, real growth, real growth happens in life where no matter what happens in your life, it doesn't change you. Whether you're rich or poor, happy or sad, good times or going through a season of your life, you are unmovable, unshakable. That's where God wants to get us because we're on a journey. There's a third thing, the third thing that I think is it's a, it's a big focal point. The third, one of the third things that you can thank God for because of his grace, because of the plans he's got for my life. Third is what? Third is what? Help me, help me, help me say that aloud. We can thank God always because of what? The changes he is making in me. Remind somebody, God is not finished with me. And then you tell them, me too. God is not finished with me. And then tell somebody, me too. Tell, tell, remind somebody that. Maybe somebody is not hearing my voice right now. They may hear your voice. God is not finished with me. And then you say, me too. God is not what? Finished with me. He said, me too. Tell me that. God is not finished with who? Me too. We can always be thankful because of the changes that God is making in me. I'm glad that I'm not the same person I used to be. Lord is helping bring about radical changes in my life and in your life also as a child of God. And you ought to live every day grateful for that. Hear this, hear this, people of God. God saw your potential when nobody saw it. Do you realize that? You say, Pastor Mike, but I don't get it. I've had so many mistakes and problems. Look, people were looking for Moses to kill him. God says, I want you. <laughs> right? Gideon was hiding and saying, I'm the least in my family. Nobody calls me. I'm the poorest person. He says, I'm going to use you. 
Joseph's brothers hated him so much they sold him. They just get away from here. We don't even want to see a hint of you. They came back home, lied to his parents that he's dead. Don't even send anybody looking for him. He's dead. God knows your potential. Tell somebody close to you. God, that's what knows your potential. And he's not turning his back on you. Maybe others have written you off and say you're worthless. Your best days are behind you. There's nothing good that can come out of your life. Don't believe it. God says, I see a demon in you. And he's making changes in your life. The minute you became a child of God, God tagged you and he started a personal improvement program in your life. He's chipping away at your life, changing you and making you different. See, that's why every now and then you get sad when you try to live your old life and you are unhappy. Because there's a wrestle going on. God says, I want to move you in the right way. Changing your heart, changing your impulses, changing your outlook, changing your desires. But every now and then, you kind of want to fit into this world. Once you leave that sandbox, you're not going to be happy or come. You're going to be like the prodigal who sat back and said, I'm a fool living like this. I'm going to go back home. I'm done hanging around with prostitutes. I'm done living the high life i'm done doing the bar scene i'm done doing this stuff i'm done dancing to every hip-hop over there it's not brought me joy i'm gonna go back home the very person that looked at my father and said father there's a better life out there so let me just pack up and give me all the money that you were going to give me when you die let me go live my real life you are so you are too colo you are too ancient your outlook in life has nothing to do with mine he said he came back and said please 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 make me a servant because what i have what you have here is better than what i can get out there happened even when he was away God had not turned his back on him and God has not turned his back on you in spite of anything that has happened in your past he's making changes in you listen I look at my life the thing that I was crazy about no I'm not crazy you can't even pay me to do those things or go those places you can't the desire is gone. The interest is gone. If I ever even fantasize about that, I get snapped out of that knowing that there's no true joy in those things. And he's doing that in every single one of us as a child. If you believe that, say amen to that. Amen. How many of you every now and then, listen, we're not perfect to as human. Every now and then you, caught, you catch yourself on the other side and then you just come back and say, man... I really shouldn't be doing that. Not because there was a pastor that told you that. Not because anybody told me. But just right in your heart of heart. You know better. Tell somebody close to you. You know better. Can you encroach on me? Because what? You know better. You can tell the difference between light and darkness. In the past you did not. You can tell the difference between what's good and right. You know it. Why? Because the Lord is doing changes in you. <laughs> amen, amen. If somebody is receiving this message, say amen to that. Listen, God loves you the way you are. God loves you the way you are. But when you come to him, he says to you, I am not going to leave you the way you are. 
You don't bring a homeless person in who has never taken a shower a long time. Their clothes are all stinking. Clothes are all worn out. And you've got a cl closet full of clothes. Your bathroom has all kinds of nice scents in there. And you just let them sit down on your couch. Just, just literally in tattered clothes where they are smelling of someone who just lives with a dustbin. You say, come, 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 come. Go wash up. Right? Now that's what you do to your guests, don't you? How many of you have guests that you give them the best towels, the best soaps? You give them brand new bedding that you've never slept on. <laughs> you get all the wash towels that you don't use. You give them the best china that you've ever had. You go to a grocery store and fix the best food you won't fix for yourself. Why? Because what? The way they came in, you don't want them to be the same. How about Almighty God? He's not going to leave you the same. Tell somebody close to you. He's not going to leave you the same. You ought to be thankful to Almighty God for the changes He's making in you. Look at this amazing portion of Scripture. Philippians 2.13. I love this portion of Scripture. Read that with me. For God is what? <laughs> Stop right there. Right now what is God doing? Is he sitting down in heaven with his head bowed? Just receiving worship from the angels? And the prophets and the apostles and the saints that have gone before us and just looking at your life like a spectator is god just watching you with his arm folded? what is god doing what is god doing oh wow god is the worker he's the worker he's the home improvement person he's the god that are making changes in his, your life healing every broken heart Mending every wound, cleaning out every fear in your life, everything that is corroded, eroded, messed up in your life, polishing your life, lifting up your self esteem, giving you courage and hope. The Lord is what? Working in you. And what is it? What does it mean that God is working on you? Two things that He's doing to make you a better person. He's given you what? The desires to obey Him. Another word to another word for obeying God is giving you the desire to do the right thing. Obeying God is doing the right thing, right? So God is giving you the desire. He's empowering you to live a good life where you can look at wretched life. A life that will mess you and say, I'm not going to mess my own life by my own hands. I'm not going to continue to do choices that will mess my health, my finances, my family, and my progress. I have the desire to say yes to what's right and no to what's wrong. Now, in the past, we didn't have that. In the past, we were just following. Oh, everything is good. So and so does it. So I'm going to do it. That's what they say. I read this on here. Facebook says this, and so I'm following it. But God is saying, here's what I'm doing. It. I'm empowering God's people to be the head and not the tail, the light, to not be followers but be leaders, champions in their world, <coughs> leaders who are sending for a new cause that those following behind can say, this is what Mama did, Daddy did. Uncle did, aunt did, sister did, brother did, and so that's the right way. The Lord is working in us to give us right desires. Because everything comes from a desire, doesn't it? 
The reason you do certain things is because you feel like doing it. If your desires have changed, you wouldn't feel like doing it, so you won't do it anymore. Some says, come over here. I said, no, I'm not coming over here. I'm going to church. Some says, do this. He said, no, I'm not doing that because that's not right for me. You have the power of choice. God never created you as a robot. He gave you a, a, a free will, free will. And that free will oftentimes is just messed up. Without God, your free will is messed up. Free will becomes bondage. But he's working in us to give us what? The desire to do what's right. Not only is he giving us the desire, now oftentimes desire falls short, right? Now how many of you have had, I mean, had a New Year resolution, you had all the great things you want to do in your life, in your health, he says, I'm going to go work out. Can you pray for me? I keep getting calls from the gym to say, Mike, you haven't been here in a while. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> Money is coming out of my account every month and I haven't showed up there in a long time. So I have a great desire, but I don't have the power to do it. Right? I keep making excuses. But God just doesn't stop with putting those desires in your heart. Putting those desires. He, so he gives the desire to obey him. And what? And what? You see, the end is tied in what? And the what? And the power to do what please. Do you feel like when you have the right desire and the power to do it, you get ahead in life? That's it. Do, you, do you feel like that? Because there are so many things you want to do in life. Right? But most of the time, we don't have the power to do it. We don't have the energy to do it. So when somebody criticizes us, we stop. When it doesn't work, we stop, right? We don't have the power to follow through, but God is saying, here's what I'm working on you on. Oh, auntie, thank God that in life and service in church, we have the desire and the power. If your pastor didn't have the desire and the power of God, I would have quit being the pastor of this church a long time ago because it hasn't been easy. I mean, can anyone say, yes, it hasn't been easy? But we've been going year by year, week by week. Why? Because God gives us what? Not only the desire to do what's right, but the power, the power that we're not looking at external things. Something within. God is what? Pushing us even when we want to stand still. If you had this, will you get ahead in life? Will 2020 be a good year for you because God is working in you to give you the desire to do what's right and the power to carry forward? Hello! Five years from now, ten years from now, you will not be the same person. Why? Because God is working in you, giving you good desires and the power, power to start something new in your life. Glory to Almighty God! And this ought to cause us to be excited every day of our life. To say, it will not always be like this. Because what's happening in my life, the Lord is making changes in me. <laughs> oh, if you receive this message, somebody say amen to that. Yeah. Now, I believe that the problem is, is that the longer we become a Christian, the more sometimes we forget how good a deal that we've got. Not everybody has this. The longer a Christian that we, we get, we, we tend to forget what it's like to live without hope, to live without help, to live without God's power. To live without God's presence. To live without God's peace and God's protection in our life. Because as humans hear me out, we always start strong and finish weak. 
And the reason that somebody had a set of my voice, you've gotten this far in life, is not because you are a strong person, but because it is God who is working in you to give you the desire to do what's right and the power to keep going when you should have quit long ago. If you receive that, say amen to that. And that's something that will never leave you until you see Jesus face to face because God never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's even going to keep cranking things up in your life. He's even going to be intensifying things in your life. Sang a song that he's a way maker. Turning lives around. <laughs> oh, God. Now, let me add one more scripture to this because I really want this to sink in your life. I want to sing this in your heart. Look at I'm mean, 2 Corinthians 3.18. Here's what Jesus said. He says, I'm going away, but I'm going to send the counsel of the Holy Spirit just like me to be with you forever. And he says, what's God's Spirit doing in you? What's the Spirit of Jesus doing in your heart? As a child of God, when you receive Christ as the Lord and Savior, God, God came and lived within you in the person of the Holy Spirit. And what's the Holy Spirit doing? Is he just a, a, a spectator just sitting by watching you? Helplessly watching you? No. Look at this. Second Corinthians 3 18. We were with me. This is what? And as the Spirit of the Lord, that's what? <laughs> the Spirit of the Lord just working in pastors and prophets and, and people who are, uh, put themselves out there as God. No, no, He's work, He works within every child of God. The Spirit of the Lord is working within us. And what is He working within us? What's the benchmark? What is He trying to do? Is he just trying to get you to pay your bills and to be comfortable and to live your life in a little corner? No, 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 no. He is working in us so that we can become what? More and more like him, like the Lord. This tells you that God is not finished with you. This tells you that your best days are not behind you. You say, hey, three years ago, I bought this house. Five years ago, I did this. Oh, my best day. No, 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 no. The Lord is saying, we haven't finished, though. We want to make you like Jesus. This, is a, this will not happen in this lifetime. It will progressively continue until you see Jesus face to face. The Bible says we'll be changed for we'll be like him. So every day, there's a growth process. You are getting better. You are getting refined. You're getting stronger. <laughs> Yay! Unbelievers don't know this, oh. But as a child of God, you know that the best is yet to come in your life. Now, whatever station, whatever age you have, whatever education status, whatever you accomplished in the past, it, it's incomparable to what the Lord is doing in your life. He's pushing you forward. The Lord is making you better, stronger, wiser. Doors that have not been opened have been opened in front of you right now in the name of Jesus. Because He's working in you so that we can become somebody circle more and more more and more can you hold that in your heart what is God doing in your life right now he's working in me so I can become what more and you take the Bible word like this even when tears are running down your cheeks you can you compare your bills and say the Lord isn't finished with me what is happening here in this place something good will happen to us. why because God is working in me so I can become more and what more more glory to almighty God Pray with me, please. Bow your heads. Father, today I thank you for everything that you have spoken to us about. A great love. 
your grace, your plans, all the changes that you're making, improvements you're making in our life and the heaven that you have in store for each and every one of us. That as Thanksgiving draws near to us, we thank you for life. Fill every heart with joy, with gratitude, with thankfulness. That will live in the power of joy. You tell us, oh God, the joy of the Lord is our strength. So anyone who's going through difficulty where the hardships on the outside has corroded their joy and causing a season where their peace is not the way you intended for them this morning, oh God, fill every heart with your peace. Fill every heart, oh God, with your power. Uplift the faith and the courage of your people, oh God, that can hear you loud and clear to be able to forge ahead and fulfill what you have in store for them. Pray with me. Oh God, I thank you that the attitude of gratitude can do miracles in my life. And so today, I pray that you release the power of gratitude upon my heart. Dear Jesus, I'm grateful for the grace that you've shown me. The plans that you have for me. The home you have in heaven prepared. And all the changes you're making in my life. So God, help me to live thankfully, joyfully, gratefully every day of my life. Teach me to be able to sing your praises and to serve you with thankful heart and to give up myself to show thanks and oh lord open my lips give me the boldness to tell everybody about what you're doing in my life and who you are jesus i open my life to you be my lord and savior Come in my heart and use me for your glory. I thank you that you promise that you come and take me when my time is here to be with you in heaven. And so Lord, I give you my life. Take it. Save me. I want to be with you forever and ever. In Jesus' name. Amen. Live thankfully. I will see you in heaven forever.